Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Around the Bible. Around the Bible is a Christ-centered podcast. Around the Bible is focused on having godly conversations with Scripture at the center. We hope you'd enjoy today's conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Around the Bible, a podcast focused on Christ-centered conversations with the Bible at the center. And today I am joined by uh, Pastor Kyle Kinnar uh, from Sherman Church of Christ. Uh, so welcome, Kyle. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be able to have this great conversation. I thank you for the invite. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to let Kyle kind of uh, just... Just share, like, how did you get to the place where you're at, faith-wise? Kind of just a little introduction, like, you know, uh, how you got to Sherman, how you came to know Christ, that kind of stuff, real quick, so people know you. Yeah. Um, So, I grew up in church. Um, If you're from the Grant County area, I'm sure you you have met my dad, or at least have seen him around. Uh, But I grew up in church. My dad, um, when I was younger, uh, was a deacon in the church. He definitely... um, brought me along to any time he served I served um yeah not absolutely yeah not not because necessarily I wanted to just because this is what you're gonna do yeah um but um and then um at a young age I, I made um my decision to to follow Christ and then um uh, my dad uh, my dad became a youth minister when I was approaching high school and so um we went over to um uh, Mount Olivet Christian Church, or now it's known as the Mount, and um, we were there. I saw a lot of um, great things behind the scenes, and I definitely kind of fell in love with ministry and, and seeing people's um, lives being transformed mm-hmm. by Jesus Christ. Yeah. So um, I wanted to be um, a part of that. I felt like God was calling me to be a part of that, and um, but um, I, I kind of fled from that uh, for for a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's stuff that happened that that made me question whether I really wanted to be in ministry, um, and so uh, I ran and did a couple of years at, at NKU, and then God finally got a hold of me, and He's like, and been convicted, and so yeah. I, then I went to, to Ozark Christian College, um, and I had did my um, undergrad there, and it was fantastic. Learned so much and experienced things there that I can't even begin to um, to explain. Just yeah. about learning for, about God's nature and love and Christian community, and it was fantastic. Um, then <clears throat> my wife and I 
Uh, we met at college, and then we got uh, married shortly uh, after I graduated. However, I was back here trying to send out resumes all over the place, and um, I uh, first accepted a ministry position over in Pendleton County, and I was there for a few years, um, and then um, I went over to Sherman, and I was at Sherman for uh, well, I'm still at Sherman, but I was at the youth ministry position for a few years, and now I'm the associate minister there. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's awesome, man. I um, so what did you major in at Ozark specifically? I uh, I, I was two uh, concentrations. First was preaching, and then the other um, was uh, psychology and counseling. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Well. So glad that you're on the podcast today. Uh, today we, we're going to be talking, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, for those who don't know, I am a super planner, like over planner, overthink things, outline, 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 outline. Um, that's just my nature. That's who I am. But uh, I felt like the, today's conversation needed to be a little bit of make me uncomfortable conversation in the sense that it's not as outlined. Uh you know, there's thoughts in our heads and um, things going on in our minds that we're going to talk about. But we're going to specifically look at the area of deconstruction. And uh, so uh, that's going to be our topic today. And it's, it's become a prominent topic in Christian circles, honestly. Uh, there are whole podcasts with titles around deconstruction. Um, so, um, so that's kind of going to be our topic today. I, I want to start by maybe defining deconstruction Kyle, so how would you define deconstruction? Uh, what would be your thoughts there? Yeah, I think deconstruction, um, what what it is, is is pretty much looking at, at your faith. Um, and a lot of times deconstruction comes at a point of crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when we're talking about these deconstruction uh, ideas or you hear about it either on TikTok, because I know there's a lot of people on TikTok, even though I'm not on yeah. it. Um, yeah. I've heard multiple things about people on TikTok and then um, big prominent individuals um, deconstructing their faith. And pretty much that is their uh, decision to leave the faith. That's mm-hmm. kind of how those deconstruction conversations go. And so a lot of times it comes in this this moment of crisis or this this season of doubt um, where people start to deconstruct and um, and then they just pretty much leave the faith. However, I think deconstruction can also just be uh, a means of pruning and, and a means of um, uh, of letting go of the things that, that we shouldn't be holding on to. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when we hear the word deconstruction, um, it has an, a negative connotation. Yeah. Pretty much just destroy and then walk away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think most people, when they hear that that terminology, they're going to think, oh, leaving the faith or, or some dramatic <coughs> exodus from the church or from Christian doctrine or Christian faith. And I, that is definitely an aspect of it. But like you said, I think deconstruction can also be a, a pruning or um, it can be a good thing, Yeah, honestly. It can be taking deconstructing parts of my theology that were incorrect. For sure. And then replacing them. And so I think that's the part that we miss is the replacement. Um, the replacement aspect. So, yeah, I mean, deconstruction, it's it's pretty simple to understand. We have some construction of our theology belief system and we're just tearing that apart, hopefully rebuilding that with better belief or, or, or more trustworthy belief. But, yeah, we're tearing that down. And so there have been some very prominent people 
deconstruct recently. Um, I know that you had mentioned a couple. If you want to mention those, yeah. So what piqued like my interest or um, I I love learning things and I I um, definitely connect with people's stories and so uh, yeah. I also like random uh, what you call it random funny videos on on Facebook <laughs> or YouTube um, and so there's this group that I followed way before their their big dis- uh, deconstruction thing mm-hmm. and it was um, Rhett and Link they have a podcast Good Mythical Morning and that's um, what it's called I kept forgetting the name yeah, of that it's it's hilarious Good Mythical Morning yeah. yes it's it's hilarious uh, but they they came out very publicly about their spiritual deconstruction and uh, with that um, I, I watched it it's a lot of content mm-hmm. um, but it's pretty much their story and as they walk away um, and it was really sad and my heart broke as I was listening to it um, because it, it, it definitely seemed that they had this authentic relationship um, with God and then just different things have crept in their life um, I know mm-hmm. Link not no Rhett approached it from a more intellectual side yeah scientific then, side mm-hmm. kind of side yeah and then Link um, he approached it from more of a emotional uh, emotional side um, but they they came to the same conclusion over over this and it just was really like heartbreaking and I, I don't like I, I like I pray for them and uh, and I hope mm-hmm. um, that um, that they return to the faith. Um, I know they did follow up podcasts and they said that they were hurt from some of the comments and stuff yeah. from the church. And I highly doubt they'll ever hear this. But if they do, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't mean you any ill will. Um, but yeah. um, I just think that. Um, that that those conversations have started, and then I think I think more people have been like open to to have those conversations mm-hmm. too. Um, and I think there there is inf- uh, there is influence. We allow people on the internet to influence us, and and there might not have been a crisis there, and then all of a sudden we watch something like oh no, yeah, um, and then think and reflect and like struggle. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I watched both of those deconstruction stories as well and so when they were talking about deconstruction it's their their story of leaving the faith and totally deconstructing from the faith totally dismantling anything that they had built up um i mean they were they were worship leaders and and they worked for college campus leaders you know they were they were in ministry and um and then deconstructed and eventually that deconstruction led to leaving the faith so yeah um both of those are prominent. I know that there's, uh, I think, a Christian book writer, Joshua Harris. I've heard stuff on, on him as well, Deconstructing. Which one of the books um, he wrote? Oh. I, I think it was I'm back sorry. in Purity Culture. but Okay. but, but uh, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Did he leave uh, Leaving or something? Kissing David Yeah, Goliath I think so. I okay. think that's it. Yeah. yeah and I re- Never I have read that. that book, to be honest. I started reading it, and I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, I think you know there was a deconstruction from Joshua Harris, deconstruction from people like Rhett and Link, uh deconstruction uh, of some prominent people um for King no, not that's not the band. Um 
some prominent musicians for sure from, from Christian musicians <coughs> and uh, Christian musical leaders who've been in the genre, the Christian genre for a while. A lot of the a lot of some of those prominent people have deconstructed eventually and then left the faith. Um, so that has all all happened. Um, I think Hawk Nelson's one of the Hawk Nelson's yeah. lead singers. Uh, that's who I'm thinking of in my mind. So deconstruction has different different places, but for some it ends up with them leaving the faith entirely, like like we we're talking about. Um, so let's just talk about. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Let's talk about the deconstruction that eventually leads to leaving of the faith. What do you? What's the reason for that? Maybe. Um, I, yeah, I know there's there's a lot of reasons for but, sure. But um, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um... It, it, it's, they're, they're, it's a very complex conversation. It's a very complex subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Looking at different stories um, of individuals and also uh, Rhett and Link and then um, seeing um, a bunch of uh, individuals, how they talk, um, and doing some research on it, um, I think one of the, the reasons um, that, that keep popping up, and I think this is different for everyone, but they, the research shows if you come from a very strict um mm-hmm. and kind of legalistic fundamental uh, back, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. background um more than likely you'll have this deconstructive um thing happen in your life mm-hmm. because it's been pounded into you so hard like this is it and only it yeah um and there's no room to to grow or there's no room to ask questions and and to allow your faith to expand and mm-hmm. so because you have this pressure and constraint, um, you you it, it's kind of like a, a panic and, yeah. and just start throwing everything away. When you yeah. find one small thing like, oh, I believe this my entire life, like I don't believe this anymore. Yeah, it's the whole thing starts unraveling. I yeah. think not allowing um, difficult questions, not wrestling with difficult questions, not um, not not continuing to to read God's word and allow things to, to shape you. And also when you're going through these crises, not to jump back in and like, okay, we know that God's word is the truth. What does it say? And, mm-hmm. and, and so those, the, that'd be my, I think the biggest reason why I think a lot of people who have these deconstructive, um, Episodes or these deconstruction moments were the, the extreme ones were walking away from the faith. I think that's kind of how um, 
it goes is because we sometimes if we're not careful we build our faith and it's a glass house yeah and so yeah um, and a more fundamentalist legalistic background um throws one little rock in it and it just all crumbles yeah yeah, so. yeah. one little tiny crack just expands and, for sure and, and destroys the whole thing yeah i think i think that would that there's some truth to that for sure i think the fundamentalist background um is is less of a um it can often be less intellectual mm-hmm. um less thought-provoking less um less truth seeking in the sense of I'm, I'm going to dive in and search for the truth kind of thing it's, it's more of this is the truth believe this because I, I say so kind of thing for from, sure. a, from a parent's perspective um, and so that, that there's some truth to that for sure I think um, I think not the church has done a bad job too in the sense that we don't we don't answer honest questions we don't talk about honest things from the pulpit we don't absolutely uh, we we do, we don't we let culture influence instead of us having some influence and in talking about issues that are going on in our world. We just we 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 don't talk about those absolutely, uh, and those are off limits. And it and that carries over to the household too. And parents don't talk about those, and they don't they don't have those conversations, and they don't seek truth with their kids on certain topics. And I think. Having those honest conversations with our kids, with our youth, with with our congregations, um, those are important conversations to have. For sure. Um, and I think the church needs to do a better job of that. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, because I, I think um, there there are a lot of things that, that we allow to be influenced by mm-hmm. culture and being able to be shaped by culture. and. Um, I, I still help, um, even though my job has kind of transitioned. Um, I've been because, I, like, I don't want the the students who whose influence I have, like who or who I have influence over. Um, I, I don't want them to ever experience something like so extreme like this. And so I always ask them. I'm like, like if it's going through like like applicable things, or, or whether it's even just like um we just went through revelation and you know that has a, yeah. a lot of theories and, and ideas behind it and um i said if you disagree with me okay tell me why yeah and then we'll have this conversation and yeah. i think and, and i've been trying to make it um more open to for them to say like disagree with me and we'll have this conversation mm-hmm. and so that we can like build each other up and, yeah. and, and help each other out instead yeah. of just like, this is it because I say so, yeah. don't ask questions. Yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, that's good. I th- just having those conversations with young people and with people in general. For sure. We need more conversations where we bounce ideas off each other and we're talking about tough issues and we're, um, especially in the church. Absolutely. Especially in our households with our children, with our families. <laughs> Um, small groups, you know, the church needs to be willing to tough, to touch tough, tough issues and Absolutely. tough subjects. And so, um, 
and I re- I, I realize the fear, right? Oh, absolutely, you know, there is a fear side of that as a pastor, or uh, especially as a you know, if you're doing youth or your influence on young people, these are kids, children, you know, these are parents, children, and you got to deal with parents too, absolutely. right? So when you're talking about issues, so but those honest conversations need to happen because sure. at some point they're going to hear about these issues, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, not that everybody listening is going to understand what Rhett's story was. What Rhett's story was this kind of deconstruction to eventually leaving the faith because of scientific evolution, yeah. evolutionary reasons. But he wasn't introduced to any of those thought processes until he was in college. Yeah. From what from the way it sounded on his yeah, story. It, it seemed like he, he might have, have heard about it, but he completely dismissed it. Yeah. He said, no, nope, yeah. no, nope, and then... He said he was also very argumentative, and yeah. he'd like to, to pick arguments. Yeah. And then, I guess, there was just something that snapped, and he allowed those things to start influencing, and it, it just progressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, so I think, if if there was an honest conversation earlier in his life with about that topic, mm-hmm. you know, For from, sure. that would have been, that would have been a good, could have eventually stopped what has happened so far. Sure. Not that I appreciate the truth and the honesty from Rhett and from Link. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. The vulnerability to share their stories. Um, and I honestly think that they're searching for truth. I, I think and so, so too. that's important to me as well. Uh, so, yeah, you have deconstruction where you're leaving the faith entirely. And I do think it does happen a lot because of the reasons that we're talking, that you've talked about and, and then I've kind of shared as well. Um you know there is this science versus religion kind of thing that still, for some reason, is going on in our world. For sure. Um, do you see that in in ministry at all? I I, I do. Um, have especially um, I, I still have uh, interactions with with our high schoolers, and I know that they're struggling with that. I know when I was in school, I struggled with that, and it was interesting that you brought up the the whole um, evolution thing because yeah. we're actually. Um, one of the things that we're doing now is I I told because I teach high school Sunday school and I told them to to write everything any questions that you have no matter what write them down and we're going to go through them and we're going to answer them and so one of them for sure yeah. was all about creation and, and yeah. stuff like that and so instead of because we're we're a young earth uh, creationists and and so that's what uh, we at Sherman hold on to um, however I'm also going to talk about all four different viewpoints of it. And like, this is yeah. what you're going to come, like, this is what we believe and why we believe it. Yeah. And this is like, there's also old earth creationists and theistic evolution, then evolution and yeah. naturalism. And, and they just yeah. push pretty much God out of it. Yeah. Uh, but talk about that. Just say, these are the, these are the mindsets that you're going to be interacting with yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. Don't be uh, caught off guard. If, if you mm-hmm. meet somebody who, who loves Jesus but holds on to one of these. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, 100% agree. I think there is still this this false idea that science and Christianity don't correlate, they don't go together. When, I think, historically, Christians started this truth-seeking, searching process For sure. of what we would call science. <clears throat> um, but, but, yeah... I think that's good to have those conversations with young people because um, 
they are going to encounter that. And they do need to realize Christians do disagree on this, but we're still Christians. We're yeah. still brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so, you know, just because, you know, the, the pastors of a church or a church may hold to one view, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're not going to have Christians around the world who disagree yeah. or that you can't go to church there because you may disagree sure. on that. I don't know the yeah, ins and outs of yeah. Sherman, but, but, yeah. um, but as far as, like, as far as I'm concerned, as far as church should, we, we, unity needs to happen even though we disagree. Absolutely. And I think that, that's another issue in churches is, is, uh, there's no unity if we all believe the exact same thing, that's not unity. Yeah. Uh, it's unity it's even, even in the... Yeah, it can be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's unity in, in our disagreement, still loving each other, still being there for each other, still being in relationship, um, still making the main things the main things. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's important as well. I think that's that's perfectly valid. And I think to teach all those views is important. Um so I would agree with that as well. Uh, yeah. So let's just talk about. So we went from deconstruction that leads ultimately to to a totally throwing out the Christian doctrine, leaving the faith. Mm-hmm. Jesus is no longer the Son of God. He's no longer God and man. He no longer died for my sins. Like all that, leaving the faith entirely. But I think there's good deconstruction as well. Yeah. Would you agree? For uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think we need a. Like, because there is so much uh, presuppositions and preconceived notions with mm-hmm. deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Like, when we say, yeah, we're deconstructing this, like, fear might strike in. Yeah. But, yes, I, I do think uh, deconstruction or, like, a pruning aspect of um, of your 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 thoughts and, and your theology, like, if they don't line up to, with the Bible, like, it's important to weed those things out and mm-hmm. to, like, unpack them and say... Um, this isn't actually accurate, and, yeah. and I need to let these go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. First Thessalonians chapter five, you know, says to test everything and hold on. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To what is good. Test all things. Hold on to what is good. I think that is important. Um, so, you know, if I have believe something i need to test that too Absolutely. i need to to test whether that is valid <laughs> true and so that that is a deconstruction process to um to to take out a piece of my theology and dissect it and go all right is that true for sure and then put that back right and then take another piece and, and dissect that theology and and um and hopefully come to a christian worldview at the end of that, that is more robust, more truthful, um, more solid and consistent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of inconsistencies yeah. in uh, the thought processes for, for sure. Christians, right? For sure. um, in the world today, Absolutely. there's a lot of inconsistencies Absolutely. in thought process. Um, so I, I would agree with that. Is there any areas in your faith walk that you would say, man, I, I deconstructed this part? 
Um, yeah. Um, and I'm always like, I know that we're, you know, as ministers, we're always learning. For sure. We're always reading. We're always searching. We're always growing. For Uh, sure. I, I, you know, I'm out of seminary and I, and I, yeah, I'm hoping to get my PhD one day, but congratulations! I'm out. Yeah, I don't know for sure yet. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I want to go in the debt or anything, but I'm <laughs> yeah, hoping to. That. But, but so I'm always learning. But even if I don't go in to do any more schooling, I'm always learning because I'm always reading. Absolutely, I'm always studying. I'm always because uh, <clears throat> I think that that's part of the role of pastor or minister is to absolutely. If somebody has a question, they should be able to come to me. Yeah. And I may not have the answer right there, or I may not have. I may not call it. I, I'm going to have something to give them um, to be searching for that truth. So, uh, is there any areas you would say, yeah, I, I kind of deconstructed this section of my faith, um, and either I put it back and it was right or solid, or no, I've kind of changed my thought process on that. No, um, yeah, I. Uh, so. Um, uh, and I kind of talked a little bit about this. I, I preached this past Sunday, and um, I talked about different things that we choose to project onto Jesus, and Jesus was never those things. Yeah. Um, and, and so um, I, I think one thing that I did um, is definitely I wanted Jesus to look like me. Yeah. Um, and like the things that I hold on to, the yeah. values, the the cultural mores, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call these social structures that we as a community hold on to or whatever and project those on Jesus. Yeah. Say, hey, this is what Jesus is about because this is what I think is, is good and virtuous and right. Yeah. And it goes everything from, from politics to, to whatever. Um, and say, this is this is how Jesus looks like. And then get angry when people say, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, I remember um, this was definitely a huge growing process um, when I was at um, Ozark. Because there is, because I was a poli sci major. I don't know if I mentioned that before I went to gotcha. Um And so um, there, there are some things that that I was holding on that were definitely more idolatrous. Yeah. Um, and definitely was worshiping kind of a, a false image of Jesus. Um, and I had a professor, and like he just was pushing against a lot of things that like. Like I held on to, yeah, and I would like leave his class angry, yeah, and then I'm like, okay, in humility, I need to to, to reflect on these things that he said and also go through, yeah, and I was like, nope, I'm actually wrong, and, and so yeah. pull those those false aspects, like, um, like I still believe that the Jesus is a Christ, I believe that he died and he rose, and and Jesus is who he says he is, but my vision of Jesus was wrong, yeah, um, and so definitely. Pulling those things out and and pruning those back to to make sure that Jesus that that I follow is actually yeah the, the Jesus that he says he was yeah. yeah the first century biblical Jesus yeah yeah for sure hundred percent yeah I think for me I, you know I, there's a lot of areas of deconstruction of of peeling back some of the thought processes that I had had previously. <laughs> And say, all right, is this valid? Is this true? Um, what specifically? I think probably the biggest transformation. Well, I think along the lines that you're talking about too, especially in terms of Christian nationalism. Absolutely. This this kind of topic of blending Jesus <clears throat> with America. Absolutely. And um, 
that's been a huge deconstruction process for me. Not that I don't love my country. I Absolutely. do. I love this place. I think the val- for the you know for the most part the values that we uphold in America. We just celebrated Memorial Day. Like the values we uphold are are biblical. They can be very biblical. Freedom, yeah. democracy, right? All these things are are very good. Absolutely. But um, <clears throat> I think early on in my I mean in my Christian walk, I would say I saw a lot of blending Absolutely. America and Jesus together. And uh, that that was a big deconstruction process for me. Um, I do think that this country was founded on on some biblical principles, absolutely, hundred percent, mainly being made in the image of God. Yeah. Um, but that's been a deconstruction process. But outside of that, I think for me, the deconstruction that I've seen in my own life is my view on on the revelation on second coming. Right. Okay. So, growing up, I think in America, America has a weird view on Revelation. A lot of times, it's this um, left behind yep. uh, theology, <clears throat> Revelation mindset. And so, for me, it was taking that, actually looking at the Book of Revelation, looking at these Old Testament apocalyptic uh, literature genres, and, and saying, "All right." Does what I think actually fit with this? For sure. Um, and then, <coughs> so that's a huge deconstruction process. For yeah. Me. Um, yeah, because I don't know how, I don't want to hijack this, but <laughs> um, like, yeah, the like premillennialism is, is like such a young tradition. Yes. It, yeah. Yeah, I, no, you're right. That's what yeah. I mean. And so, like, for me, I think growing up in America, the prominent view of Revelation and of the second coming of Jesus is premillennial dispensational. Mm-hmm, that's, um, yeah, that's and it's pre-trib way. rapture. Mm-hmm. So it's it's rapture, pre-trib, it's dispensational, and it's premillennial. Like, this is the view in America. And, and so I think growing up, like, that's all I heard. Yeah. Like, that's literally all that I heard. I didn't know there was any <laughs> other view. And, and it's mostly from, honestly... This is going to sound bad. It's mostly from people who never read the book of Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just have this view. They've believed it. And they still say it. Yeah. But they never actually read through the book of Revelation. Not deeply. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a huge deconstruction process for me. It's like, all right, I want to actually read when I fell in love with the Bible, I want to actually read Revelation. I want to actually read the Old Testament that is backing this up. Absolutely. And is, is all, all this is under underneath. And I want to come to what I think is actually true, not just what I've always believed. And so that led me from, you know, that, that really mindset that I, I really wasn't, I believed it, but I, I didn't. Didn't impact your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't worry about it that much or, or anything like that. But this is what I'd always heard, so this is what I thought was true. Uh, and now that's led me to a, a more robust amillennial view, honestly. That's not, where I land. Yeah, yeah. Not, that, not that people have to land where I do. I just want people to actually search for the truth. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's kind of my thought process there. But that's been a huge deconstruction process for, sure. for me. And so <clears throat> there is good deconstruction. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you think? Yeah, I deconstructed there too. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because because 
the Jesus and that um, and patriotism like that's that's something like I was hinting at it yeah. without like yeah, 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 diving yeah. into yeah, there. I just, I just went blunt. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that that was something that was really big to me, and then. Um, and that can be a very controversial in, oh, in, absolutely. in churches. Absolutely. Um, um, and it can make it can frustrate people for sure. Um and then um <clears throat> I um uh, I did my master's work doing apologetics. Um and so reading through through those things, like um a lot of the those things are still jumbled in my head and, and trying to, to dissect to to process um, all the different views mm-hmm. and like the prominent apologists, like they disagree about specific things, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, well, where do I land? Because this is what I've been taught, and yeah. so I'm still wrestling th- through some of those things, and 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 yeah. I haven't arrived at a conclusion yet on, on yeah. some of those things, um, but um, I, I'm just like, these, these are the the main voices that that defend our faith. I'm like, I need to. I'm like. Okay, see what they said, like because I allow them to have influence in my life mm-hmm. because, like I said, they're the main influencers, they're the main voices within defending our faith, and and so I'm like, okay, this is w- what they believe and why they believe it. Let me go back and and reflect and and um and I like I said, I don't want to say this is the conclusions that I've gotten on these subjects based on this because it's all jumbled and yeah. I might end up at the same conclusions I have. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah the. Because you said we always read and, and reflect, and and yeah, I love reading. Um, yeah, and yeah, growing I, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a constant process. Because if your theology stays the same from the time you were a kid, you never grew. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm not saying to to make it unbiblical. That, that's not what I mean. But I'm just saying it, it needs to be constantly improving and getting better biblically. Um, yeah, well, Paul said it right, like. You need to leave the the milk yeah. and go to solid food. Like sure. Your theology, your what you're thinking about God should grow, should expand, uh, should deepen. Uh, it should get it should get weightier, meatier, whatever you want to, however you want to say that. You know, For it sure. should it should definitely get uh, get more in depth. Um, so I think kind of what both of us are saying, and I think this is an important thing to to talk about is. Getting to the place where we actually do deconstruct. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's it's getting to the mindset of saying, it's okay for me to search. Absolutely. Uh, it's okay for me to grow. And I think for me, the biggest realization that I had to have in my life was um, I don't have all the answers. Right, (laughs) (laughs) like I don't, I don't know, I don't have all the answers, and and my theology is going to continue to grow. Even now, as a pastor, uh, you know, who's has two degrees and hopefully wants to get a third. Like, like even in this place that I am, I don't have all the answers. Absolutely. And if I did, I don't know that I'd want to serve that God. Absolutely. It's, It's God is is bigger than my thought process. Um, some of the concepts and the things that we are thinking about are so robust, so deep that I do need to be willing to uh, hear different opinions. Absolutely, and understand they they may be right, yeah. <laughs> and I, I may be wrong. Um, so I think that's the first de- thing that needs to deconstruct is the fact that 
I'm right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Would Absolutely. You that, like, oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. There's um, we. There's always a time of, of reflecting. And yeah, we... I, I, I think in humility, I think that's one of the best things we can do because if it's truthful, then ultimately we're... If we and we seek the truth, ultimately we're going to land in Jesus. Yeah, because yeah. Jesus says He's the way, the truth, and life. Yes. Um, so ultimately, we're going to end up there if, if we seek the truth. Yes. Um, and I think one of the worst things we can do in our relationship with Christ is saying, "I'm right all the time," mm-hmm. um, because obviously that's not so. And I think, yeah. I, I think there's going to be this. I, as we spend eternity with God, I'm like. I, I think there's it's going to take all of eternity to fully grasp yeah. God because that's how infinite and powerful and yeah. amazing He yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. God, the God is transcendent. Absolutely, that's the word I like to use. He's transcendent. I should be in all of Him. I should realize I do not know nearly what I think I know. Um, I am not as smart as I think I am. And there are a lot of things that I'm probably wrong about, <laughs> and for sure. And I, and the, but the but that's not a problem. No, like that shouldn't be a problem. The problem is when you don't try to learn. Absolutely, and you don't try to study, and you don't try <coughs> to think through these things, and you don't search for truth. Yeah, because you should be searching for truth. Absolutely, and I think I think periods of doubt and and difficult times in our life, um, and definitely points us to God. We see that in the book of Job mm-hmm. where Job is struggling and wrestling like with the identity of God. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and at the end of the book God's like you've been asking the wrong question. You've been asking why and like you need to be gazing upon the who. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, I think these these moments of doubt these these difficult times that we mm-hmm. we go through I, I think if as long as we just don't like get angry and like walk away, yeah, I think it allows us to grow and actually makes our faith stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, because doubting and asking questions, it's that's how that is how you learn and yeah, and yeah, it's a human it. thing. Yeah, right, right. Like uh, I, I'm, I have a sermon series on the docket called "I Doubt That." Okay, um, but. You know, the first sermon in the series is going to be on the fact that in the Bible there are plenty of people who doubt. Yep. Like we are, you're not. If you're doubting and you're listening to this, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Like, if we're honest, all of us have period of doubt. Even now, even still, there are things that that I I'm that there are periods of of doubt on certain topics now. Absolutely. um, On certain things now, and that's not always a bad thing. Um, doubt can be a bad thing if we uh, it can eventually be a bad thing but it can be a good thing as well because Jesus is going to give us the evidence Um, I think we see that throughout scripture when John the Baptist is doubting Jesus gives him the evidence he needs when um, Thomas is doubting so to speak Jesus is there Um, I think that we have the evidence I think we have plenty of people in, in scripture who do doubt and you're not alone and you're doubting right and um but don't let that doubt lead you to just walking away let it lead you to searching to introspection to 
to searching for truth. That should be the goal. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where else to go from here. But I think that my main my main <laughs> talk thing with what we were talking about today was there are two sides of deconstruction. The one is the the what people commonly talk about deconstruction is those who have completely left the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is part of it. There are those who have totally deconstructed everything they've ever believed, and they're on the flip side of that. And that, But there are also is some good aspects of deconstruction in, in, in thinking, all right, what areas in my theological mindset or framework do, do I really need to search and test and make sure that's true? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Are there any books, any any thinkers that you think people should should check out? Um, anything like that on deconstruction? There, like there, a lot of apologists yeah. um, speak on different things. Uh, before this podcast, I know we we're talking about uh, Josh McDowell. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys have have never heard of him, he is. Um, one of the lead voices in apologetics, um, but he he teaches at Talbot and Biola. Um, yeah. Those are over in California. Um, he writes a lot of things for youth ministry. Uh, but he had this deconstruction period, mm-hmm. and his dad uh, uh, was it Sean McDowell. Yeah, his dad was an apologist. Yeah, yeah. and he wrote um, the evidence that demands a verdict, yeah. and he wrote a second one, and then it says more than a carpenter, and so. His dad was one of the leading apologists during then during this, and and Josh even had this this period of struggle, mm-hmm. and um, and he said that during this time, I know this is a little off topic, but he said during this time, his dad was never worried because he's like, if you search for the truth, you're gonna wind yeah. up where yeah uh, where you need to be yeah. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is you gotta actually search for it. Absolutely right. Uh, don't just listen to the one-liner somebody says and be convinced. It's an, a robust search for the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. But his story is, is great. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alicia Childers, um, she was the the leader of Zoe Girl. Um, and then she kind of had this deconstructive thing um, that happened in her life. Um, and she struggled with a lot. And then um, she... Um, she like definitely um, redefined her theology and came back with a stronger mm-hmm. faith in Christ. Yeah. Um, but she talks about her story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of apologists, whether it's Ravi Zacharias or, or uh, I would not promote him anymore. Well, I know <laughs> I, there, there are things that are going on, but yeah. his work is still really good. I know um, yeah. there's some stuff that happened at the end of his life that, uh, that is sad. Yeah. Um, that has come but his books are still there's a good there's a lot of good truth there, um, but then there's another um, uh, Lee Strobel. He has a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff, especially if you're wrestling with um, the validity of the Old Testament or the validity of the New Testament or, yeah. or intelligent design versus evolution. And yeah, um, he has a lot of good stuff. And so there's a lot of different yeah, tons of different have. tons of different people who are. Who have been through this kind of deconstruction process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether they were an atheist and they deconstructed from that, yeah. or a Christian and, and deconstructed and came to a more robust, stronger faith, yeah, for sure. Um, I think 
Frank Turek's another yeah. apologist you can look up. Yeah. I like I, I enjoy William Lane Craig, even yeah. though I can disagree with William Lane Craig on, on some topics. But I enjoy William Lane Craig um, as an apologist. An yeah, J.P. Moreland's a good apologist. There's tons of tons of good good uh, apologists to look into. Um, uh, I actually like Tim Keller's book, The Reason for God, and, and some other stuff. Tim Keller can be very uh, you know very good apologist as well. Um, so, tons of good people who you can research. Um, one more, uh, Jay Warner Wallace. I like Jay Warner Wallace as well. Uh, Cold Case Christianity. So there's tons of good apologists, tons of people who have who have deconstructed their faith and came back with a more robust, strong faith. Um, and so I think what Kyle and I would both say is search for the truth, um, take a deep dive into uh, into a certain topic, try to look at multiple maybe perspectives. And then I think you're going to find, ultimately, the Bible is very clear. Jesus is the truth. Like, and, and Christians throughout history have been searching for truth. Um, education, science, all these for different sure. things are, are very Christian. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. very Christian. And uh, so I think that's what we would challenge you with is to search for the truth. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's somebody who... Was it Blaise Pascal, or I think I think so. Um, but he said that figuring out science is just thinking after God. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think there's any scientific thing that will ever conflict what the Bible says. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on for the podcast oh, and, and talking about deconstruction for a minute. Um, I know that what this brought up, what what brought this up for Kyle was. Uh, uh, Rhett and Link, so I'm sure you can check out their YouTube's. They've they have hour long episodes just telling their story of deconstruction. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what led to this conversation, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed this conversation, and we hope that you will go out and test everything, and hold on to what is good, even us. <laughs> yeah, even what we say <laughs> for sure, hundred percent. I definitely challenge anybody who listens to a sermon or anything from me to. To actually challenge what I have said, and uh, if I'm wrong, confront me about it for sure. Because um, I want to confront me in the right way, but I want <laughs> I want to grow as well. So um, I I definitely can't be wrong, and uh, I think that's the greatest deconstruction I've ever had is just realizing I can be wrong, but. I'm on a constant search Absolutely. for uh, what is true in my the- theology uh, and in my faith walk with God. So thanks, Kyle. Appreciate oh, it. My pleasure. Thank you.